fucking love tv i'm jessica and i'm libby tonight we are going to talk about one of the probably most used tv tropes and that is love triangles i love love triangles they are so fun so ridiculous and i love it every single time i don't care what the show is about i don't care how overused love triangles are I want it. I want it every single time. I've not once been sad that a show had had a love triangle involved. I agree. And before we get going, I just want to remind people that spoilers are going to be in the descriptions. Um, so you can find out when we're going to talk about each show in the description. Also, follow us on Twitter at WFLTV. Share our podcast. Review our podcast, etc. All right, let's get going. Let's talk about love triangles well i think first what we should just do is why do you love a love triangle libby oh okay um great question jessica um so i i don't know i guess i love it for the drama of it Mm -hmm. um the way that it can draw out human emotions i mean it can draw out like the best and the worst in people so we kind of get to see that we get to see a reflection of who a person is based on their relationship to this love triangle how they approach it how they approach you know not being chosen versus chosen how they approach choosing just like all of that so i guess i love the the human the human part of it the way we get to see a person's emotions um I also love, really enjoy love stories. So you had a love story in there, whether you're doing a slow burn or a love triangle, if you're doing that like delayed gratification thing for me, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the fact that you're making me wait to see the resolution of this love story. Yeah. Right. The same, really, like you said, the drama is so fun. It's always fun. You know, it's, it's ridiculous they're silly and and they bring like you said that human element to any show which is why they're always fun no matter what your show is about throwing in that type of love love triangle i think i think everyone gets into it yeah okay so let's get started with our first show um and that is by nona erp uh one of the best love triangles that i have seen i i so, anybody who hasn't seen the show, we've got a love triangle between the main character, Winona, played by Melanie Scrifano, just like, oh my god, it's just, she's so fantastic, it's ridiculous, she's just so fucking great, it's absurd. Anyway, um, and then you have the character Doc Holliday, and then the character of Xavier Dolls, and so we have the love triangle between the three of them. Xavier Dolls is the her boss in this um, cross-border task force that she is a part of, that she is a part of um, in order, like they're trying to hunt demons or whatever. And then you've got Doc, who is Doc Holliday, who is the um, best friend of Wyatt Earp, Winona Earp's great-grandfather. So that is the character. Um, Doc is still around 
because he had he has fear mortality from a witch and then was punished with the lamest punishment of all time, which is just putting him in a well, which is a whole other thing. Like you could just like that, that that's not relevant. No, no, we need to say it here. Doc could have climbed out of that motherfucking well. He could have climbed just, out. You were in there for hundreds of years and your muscles didn't atrophy. Just climb out of the well. You could have figured it out. You know that thing you do when you're a kid where you go up the like doorway? I don't know, some measure of that. You could have worked at chipping away the bricks to get handholds. We know there was dirt there. You could have tunneled out. Like there are ways to get out of that well. And you know what? If nothing else, Winona should have chosen dolls because she should be with somebody who has a little bit of like logic and common sense to them <laughs> the well, well wasn't even well. covered there was not even a cover on the well no there wasn't oh, i'm sorry no. i okay. feel so strongly about him i know but i feel strongly about that as well <laughs> i agree that this is probably one of the best love triangles that i've seen on television ever it is so so well done and I think what the reason, so I didn't, I guess the first time I watched it, I wasn't thinking, oh my gosh, this is an, this is an amazing love triangle. It was upon reflection that I realized I don't know who I want her to be with. I could have gone either way. And that is a mark of a well-done love triangle. Because in so many of them that we're going to talk about, there are there's a clear person that I want the, per- the, the, the main character with regardless. I'm like, I want them, her, it's always a her, you know it. Uh-huh. I want her with this particular character. And here are the myriad of reasons. And if it's with the other guy, I'm going to be very upset. That is not the case with this one. This one, like, I don't know, either one would have been fine. I mean, I do have a, a slight preference, but overall, it would have been fine either way. And they did that because they created two characters who did different things for Winona. So Dolls, you know, he brought out a confidence in herself that I don't think she really got anywhere else. I mean, he believed in her. He also um, was not quick to smile, not quick to be super positive and happy, but God damn, when he did smile, Oh my gosh, and he smiled like the whole world lit up a little bit, I think. It really it did. just like melts your heart. It makes it makes you smile as a viewer. When he smiles, you're smiling. Yes, I 100% agree. And then you know, Doc, they had amazing chemistry from the start. Not that she didn't with Doll. She the great chemistry with both of them. But I mean, you're sitting there with Melanie Scrifano, what else are you going to do? Like right. You know, but, you know, great chemistry with Doc. Um, You have just the way that they're drawn to each other. And then you also get that history, that relationship that he had with her family. And he can kind of understand her in that way and form that connection. And I think a lot of what you get with the Doc one is what it brings out in him. So I think that, you know, we really, I see more growth with Doc than I do with Winona between the two of them. But I think Dolls and Winona, I see growth with both characters. I think for me, when it comes to Winona and Doc, is that Doc understands a part of her that I don't think Dolls could quite grasp. And that's a little bit of her darkness and what it means for her to be a person who is killing other beings. Yes, they're demons, 
but like that is still taking a toll on her and i feel like doc is can kind of understand that part of her which is why i think there's a little bit um why they connect in the way that they do and i agree with you um about dolls that he really brings out her confidence and her her kind of strength and and highlights that for her so with the show unfortunately we this love triangle came to a conclusion without really much choice on the matter of the of the character and that's because the character of dolls dies um which is just i so dolls dying it i i hate that i hate that he died i mean so i understand that shamir wanted to leave the show i really wish and we can kind of talk about this in another episode because i know we're going to talk about character deaths and other things but i wish they hadn't killed dolls off that there was another way for him to leave and one of the, the things is um not really related to love triangles but while i'm talking about it one of the things that winona earp is so great about is the um avoiding the barrier gaze trope so they're not going to kill off you got the unkillable gay squad um on that show but like killing people of color is also a problem in television uh-huh. and it's also a thing that, that's problematic so to like have a show that is holding on so dearly to this idea of not burying your gaze going and killing off this main character this black man on the show was a little bit upsetting i wish that they had found another way for dolls to leave the show and i feel like there were a lot of other options i mean it sort of ended the love triangle either way but i just i the fact that he died it is unfortunate i think that it would have been nice to have seen maybe Dolls leave for a reason even related to the love triangle because if he left without concluding that, why no one was always going to be wondering and looking for him or whatever. But if she could hands down, for whatever reason, squash whatever potential the two of them had or he could, then we can kind of have a conclusion to, lo- to the love triangle. We could have Dolls leave and we could have avoided killing off this character in the show yeah i also think they could have just changed actors i mean that that happens have him you know he could have been like kidnapped or or something and then is gone for a while and then comes back you come back with a new actor that's not ideal but shows do that well especially in a show like this we've got all kinds of things going on there could be a supernatural reason for his face and voice being different yeah yeah. We also didn't get to explore his dragonness, which is again more related to character deaths. But I will ask you, you know, assuming that we didn't have dolls dying, where did you land on this love triangle? Sure. Um, this one was very, very difficult for me. And I would have been fine either way. I want to make that very clear. I'm not just saying that. I literally would have been happy any way that it ended up, even if she, even if Winona had not chosen either of these people that would have been fine with me because my Nona is amazing and I love her and I just want whatever she wants um but I think probably during my second rewatch the first time I watched the show I did not I could not choose it was impossible to choose because both characters are um just really great characters and they're they're likable and I enjoyed both of them so the first time I watched it no choice the second time I watched, I think I was leaning towards Doc. And let me say that this was 
pre-Doc becoming a vampire for super selfish reasons. So he had not made those terrible choices, which would have influenced my decision had Dolls been around when that situation had occurred. But up until the point where Dolls dies, I think I was leaning slightly towards Doc. So I had kind of um, a different um, view on it. So when I first watched, I actually did have an easy time deciding fairly easy i was like you know what i think i'm for doc here i really am and i don't know what changed but the second my first during the first rewatch the second time i watched the show i landed on the side of dolls and this was also before doc vampire and i think that for me a lot of that had to do with the changes i saw in dolls and the changes i saw in winona the two of them the way they supported one another it also had to do with dolls smile it just like fucking kills me it's so beautiful Mm -hmm. but um and then just him you know holding her in bed you know in that episode just like all of those sweet moments i will say like you i wasn't going to be sad either way yeah. I wasn't going to be sad if it, I be, both of them, I think, have such good moments together. Mm-hmm. But even though Doc does understand and accept that darkness in Winona and what it does to her, my worry is that he as a character is more likely to want to draw that out in order to facilitate that connection more you know it's one of those things where it's like i feel this this connection with you over this thing so let me draw it out to further cement that connection you know and then continuing in that whenever doc decides that he's whenever he goes to hell and that alternate reality and then he comes back and he's you know, telling everybody and their brother that he went to hell and just like so <laughs> ridiculous about it. It's like, I love it. Um, I, I, I didn't love that as the character, he's somebody who looked at that moment and didn't look at that as a, what can I do to be better? But instead looked at it with more, uh, uh, with more fatalism and was just the idea that, okay, I'm, I'm going to hell. Therefore, a lot of my actions don't have consequences. Like, what? What's the point? And dolls is even like, well, that's not the reason you do good things. Like, that is not why you do good, is because of this cosmic, you know, result. And I don't think the do- the doc is a terrible guy, and he doesn't go off the rails and become a horrible person. And he does become a vampire, just like. But but we're focusing on before. Yes. We're focusing on the triangle. So during the time that the triangle is happening. Yes. So he doesn't become this terrible guy or anything, but I, I, I really felt like Dolls is this person who can bring out the best in Winona. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate her seeking, her finding acceptance in a figure like Dolls, who would normally maybe be somebody who would look down on Winona, um, given her past. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I don't agree with you, though, when you say that Doc seems like a character that would try to draw out the darkness in Winona. I never felt that. I felt like he looks, during that time, looked at Winona as basically a light 
you know, she, she was light for him. I don't think he wanted to tarnish that. And I think it hurt him to see her struggling with that and struggling with like, well, man, I'm killing these demons and that's a struggle for me. So I, I agree with dolls does bring out wonderful things by Nona. Um, but I don't think, I don't agree that doc would be interested in dragging her into darkness and I think this is not during the time of the triangle. So I don't know if I should bring it up, but we see the end of season four a where she kills that guy and docs like that was wrong of you to do that. Well, I was going to actually mention that. I, I think that I, I, I loved that. I mean, I, I had a lot of struggle, you know, with Winona doing that in four a my, the, what made me feel better about it was doc's reaction. But what I'll say is I, I think back to when Doc is is telling her that she's like him, and then he's using that as a way to kind of explain why the two of them should be together. Like he's trying to use that to that not even like be together like in a relationship, but just be physically together. And so I think that he had the potential to be that kind of a character. I don't think he ended up that way. I do agree that he has ended up a character who instead is going to provide more of that moral compass for Winona that really she was probably providing for him before. And I don't know if that is because Dolls is gone. If we would have seen, I don't know if we would have continued to see kind of that different dynamic if Dolls were still there or if we still would have seen this growth in doc and i hope that we would have seen it either way but i think that i think that in the beginning that that was a little bit more and we can agree to disagree here i think it was a little bit more of doc seeing in winona a darkness that he can connect with and wanting to if not increase that darkness acknowledge and connect with it like use it to connect with her but that being said, he has clearly grown as a character. Um, and I was really proud of his reaction in 4A. And it gives me a lot of hope for the two of them. Now that my dolls, any dolls relationship is quashed, I, I'm happy to see that Doc is going to be, I think, a, a, a moral compass for Winona moving forward. Yeah, I think those are, those are obviously... Um... Fair points. Absolutely. I want to bring up because another reason I think that this triangle was so well done and so really interesting and fun to watch is that dolls and doc, because a lot of times you get this love triangle and the two people who are kind of both have feelings for this one person, they're, they're at odds with each other. And there's a lot of tension, a lot of anger, a lot of fighting. And we don't get a whole ton of that dolls and doc eventually become really good friends. And that that's beautiful. I think that having those characters become friends made that triangle much more enjoyable and unique. Oh uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I also, I agree with that. I loved that about them. You know, we even get doc working and buying shorties and bringing in Rosita simply so he can create this serum to help dolls whenever dolls comes back because the black badge is not going to be able to provide it anymore so he's devoting all this time energy and money into saving dolls um yeah their friendship is really beautiful I mean I I agree I think that we you do typically get in a love triangle that 
relationship, that contentious relationship between the two other prongs of the triangle. And I love that in this one, it's there, but the friendship wins and the Mm -hmm. friendship is there. And I, it makes it a more beautiful triangle. I, I just feel like all parts of this were hit like they just did such a great job of creating that drama you've got this wonderful friendship you've created two really really likable candidates like so difficult to choose and they I, don't write it in a way where you're like oh the, the show is clearly pointing towards one right and it, you know it's one of those things where like so many of these that if I talk to somebody and they're like oh I may well say Dawson and Joey shipper I'm gonna be like what the fuck is wrong with you (laughs) have you watched that show like it's insane but like but with this one I could see somebody who's like oh yeah I was totally for wine dolls I was totally for wine doc and I would be like I I see either one I'm Uh not going to have to question your overall sanity at this point like (laughs) either either one works so it was just a really really well done love triangle moving on to a show that we have both watched and is so fun and that is crazy ex-girlfriend i love crazy ex-girlfriend and i think we're gonna talk she has multiple kind of relationships slash triangles throughout the show i think let's talk about all three of the men that she had potential with and that's um so you have rebecca and then josh greg and nathaniel yeah, so if you have not seen Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, um, don't let the title um, scare you off because it does a title that I know some people are like, oh, how terrible to use that term. I mean, they're using it in a way that's like, this is a terrible term. She's a person with actual mental health issues, and they do a pretty damn good job of talking about them. Um, it's also a musical show, which is super duper fun. And in fact, one of the songs is The Math of Love Triangles, which is kind of <laughs> mocking the whole idea of love triangles because she's seeing herself in one between Josh and Greg and it's become this like fantasy in her head of what it should be based on all the TV she has watched but we then get later on we get um, another character we get Nathaniel in Um, so yeah we have all three guys so Josh Chan um and then we have Greg and then we have Nathaniel, as Jessica said. So Josh is the guy that she is the most clearly in love with from the start. Uh-huh. Rebecca is a high powered lawyer in New York. And then she decides to move to West Covina, California, because Josh Chan, a guy that she hooked up with in uh, summer camp lives there and so she moves there to be with him turns out he's engaged and has a fiance while she's there she meets Greg and Greg and her somewhat hit it off they have a lot of will they won't they kind of vibes Greg falls for her pretty damn quickly um so we get that part of it and then Greg ultimately leaves and we get Nathaniel who's a another high-powered lawyer he's kind of an asshole but you know, he'll change like they all do. Um, And then he and Rebecca kind of get together. And then in the last season, Greg comes back. So now we've got a choice between and the kind of the final season deals with this. Who is it going to be Greg, Nathaniel or Josh? Great. So first let's talk about the choice that she actually made. And then let's talk about the choices we would like to have seen if it had gone differently. So the choice that she actually made was none of none of the three 
guys. She decided to be on her own and work on her own self, her own mental health. And I find this significant because normally I hate that. Mm-hmm. And in normal situation, I want so I want a person to be chosen. Who are you going to be with? I want to know. Um, I find it a little bit frustrating that doesn't happen. But with this particular show and the journey that we see Rebecca go on with her mental health, it makes absolute sense and is totally the correct decision for her to choose to not be in a romantic relationship at that time and to actually work on herself because she has actual work that she needs to do. It's not just some vague term that someone says to not be in a relationship. I, I totally agree. You know, I, I finished the show before you and you had watched it, but you had stopped after Greg left and you weren't sure that you wanted to continue it. Mm-hmm. And I continued it and I finished it up and you wanted to know how it ended. And I remember telling you how it ended, but before you could say, fuck that noise, I was like, here's why I felt <laughs> like it worked. And then I knew that you would also agree because you and I are the same way. I, I, I hate when a show does that. I mean, I'm choosing myself. Normally I'm like, that is so stupid. But Rebecca... It was essential because Rebecca, like I said, moved to West Covina for a guy. She felt like this guy was going to fix all of her problems. And then at every turn, she was looking for a guy and a person to solve all of her problems. She has borderline personality disorder. And so she's constantly seeking affirmation from outside sources and not coming up with anything on her own to feel like she's accomplished something and like she's, you know, got self-worth. And so what we see is Rebecca spending about a year working or spending a year working on writing her own music, learning to sing and play piano and writing music for herself. And then at the end, we get the idea that now that she's at this point, she's going to be ready for a relationship. Mm-hmm. So we still get that hope of she's going to be with somebody later, but we don't necessarily get to see it. And, I, and I'm okay with that. I think it really does a great job of allowing the viewers to assume who they want with the exception of Josh. I think Josh Chan, they pretty much at the end, he's, he's discounted. Like at that point, he's not in the running anymore. And And I think that's the one thing we agree on is that Josh was never really in the running. Although I do feel like he could have been. Yeah. You know, I think that he could and couldn't have. So like, I think that one of the issues with him was always going to be one, he was engaged from the start, which always, as you know, in most cases, I am going to have a really difficult time rooting for somebody who's breaking up a couple. Um, The other thing is he was held up to a standard that is completely unattainable by any human. And he represented it, represented for her all that was good in the world. And so he could never possibly maintain that. And their relationship would not have worked as a result because she didn't love him for him. She loved him for this idea of what he is and what he represents. And I don't think that that was the case with Greg or Nathaniel because those snuck up on her. Uh-huh. She wasn't seeking them out. They snuck up. Yeah, I, I was just going to say that if if Rebecca and Josh's relationship had started off in a different way than it did, I could see there being a possibility because they do have a lot in common and they both share this kind of youthful joy of just life and activities and we and we see them kind of uh sharing that together whether it be just doing a silly activity or acting silly or or 
or kind of was something she doesn't they don't have other people in their life that necessarily enjoy those types of moments the way each other do so we get to see mm-hmm. that's a really great point moments and I think if their relationship had started off differently I could have been rooting for them unfortunately and started off in ways that all the things that you said and and when they had an actual relationship together it was just not super healthy yeah when they were first sleeping together and he was basically using her almost completely and totally um but I, I agree and you know that that way you describe that of that youthful energy I think that you can really see that reflected in um the way that the way that looks in their dates that she did with each of them so she did a date with Josh she did a date with Nathaniel a date with Greg so Greg this wasn't during the date but it was before that this is when he came back they were at the fair or somewhere and he did that song I hate everything but you because she just finds joy in so many things and he can't but then you see her actual when she she does the dates her date with Josh is camping outside and like mm-hmm. that really kind yeah. of cute sort of call back to their youth and so yeah it could have been something but because it started off with one breaking up an engagement and two um well, actually engaged did they ever propose did he ever propose I don't think it was an engagement I think he just lived with her um I thought he did propose no I don't think he did because oh. she always wanted to be proposed to and then he said that he wanted to move in with her and then she's like, we thought he was going to propose and instead he asked. Anyway, it doesn't matter. A long-term girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She, yeah. They broke up the long-term girlfriend. And um, then they also had the issue of like when they were first together, it was really problematic. So for me, I would have liked to have seen her choose if it was going to end differently. And I love the way that it ended. In my head, she ends up with Greg. And that is because of reasons that are just not even super detailed it doesn't matter i just love greg i love uh santino fantana is that his name the the actor who played original greg oh my god i love him so much his voice brings me joy also i we greg and her had a dysfunctional relationship and they recognized it and Greg left as a result. He's like, the two of us are not good together. We need to become better. And so he went and he did that. He quit drinking, which was fantastic. He's an alcoholic and quit drinking. He went back to school and finished up his degree, came back. And he, who was this guy who hated the town that he was in and hated what it represented. And he was kind of one of those characters that you and I have talked about, Jessica, where we've got some characters who are like, I got to get out of this place. I got to get out of my small town. I got to get out. And, you know, we're just like, you can live in your small town and still be a decent person. And Greg sort of came to realize the problem was never West Covina. The problem was him. Mm-hmm. So he grew so much. And we saw Rebecca grow so much. And so I would have loved to have seen them taking that point where they're at these better versions of themselves and being together. Um, we also get a really that adorable moment where he calls her the love of his life. And I just, that was so great. But that is why I am team greg and i think you disagree with me which is totally fine is it because when i first told you when i finished the show i sent libby a message and i said listen i think it's possible that i may be team nathaniel and she replied well this is where our friendship ends so (laughs) oh yeah i forgot about that (laughs) so here's my story the from the moment we saw greg on screen i was team greg just all the way through when he left the show 
I stopped watching the first time. I was like, I literally can't watch this show without Greg on it. I love him so much. Um, I was so, so bummed. Eventually, I picked it back up and rewatched all of it. And he came back. And this could, I mean, this could honestly be it. They came back with a different actor, which is fine. Shows do that. I'm okay with that. But I feel like maybe the same chemistry wasn't quite there between Rebecca and Greg at that point. Um, I don't know. Her relationship with Nathaniel also did not start off in the most healthiest of ways, as did any of her relationships because of the struggles that she had. That's kind of the point. But eventually Nathaniel really grew on me. Um, He did, they did kind of cheat on Nathaniel's girlfriend for a long time which was not cool. But here's the moment where I felt like maybe I, I jumped off Teen Greg. And it was that scene that you just mentioned where you, he, they were at the amusement park and he sang that song, I Hate Everything But You. And I felt so sad for Rebecca. And I'm not saying that Greg needs to change who he is and like be, be like super silly all the time and like be a fake person. But when you're at a place with your significant other and you see the amount of joy that that, place brings them you could at least try or try to just like enjoy them enjoying the place and I felt like instead he was just so grumpy and mean and it made me feel so sad for her because she had she was looking forward to that moment so much like for example my husband doesn't care about the renaissance fair I love the renaissance fair and he still dresses up like a pirate and puts eyeliner on and comes to the ren fair with me because he loves me, not because he gives one flying fart about the Ren Fair and is actually having fun at all, but he's able to like make those little sacrifices because it brings me joy. And I would like to have seen Greg do that for her. And that's that disappointed me a little bit in him. And then she but, let her go ahead. I will say in that song, he does say that he wishes he he she makes him not want to hate things anymore that he, she brings that out in him. He wants to see the world through her eyes. So I think given time, especially given the healthy headspace that he is in, and you put her in a healthy headspace where she doesn't have these expectations of people that are unrealistic, that he could get to that point. But I, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. And I am definitely also with a guy who is just, does not love the things I love. I mean, love some things, but I mean, Christmas just happened. And like, for sure, my feelings about Christmas are way different than his, but he still goes with me to see Christmas lights and he goes and he does all the things that I love to do without making me feel like it's a burden. And I, 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 I agree with you. I was very disappointed with him during that song and that during that scene, but I did appreciate that within the song, he says that he's wants to be better. He wants to be better for her and she inspires him, but go on. I accept that. I accept that. And then I just think um, the date, the date, at the very end, I think I took her on that date and they were up um, on that cliff. And like, he thought it was one, it's going to be one band. And it turned out to not, it was like seventies night or just something so silly. Um, but then they just were like dancing and having fun and like, just being so happy and joyful in that moment. And I was like, gosh, I like this guy. I can't help it. So I think that those two moments combined pushed me slightly towards Nathaniel. However, I, I would not be opposed to Greg, obviously, because I was 
very hardcore Team Greg at the beginning, all the way up until that one moment. And I think this is one where we're going to be, we're going to be different. Clearly I am team Greg. I would not be okay with team Nathaniel. It would make me feel sad. I, I would want her with Greg. I would not. It's different than the doc dolls thing where I, in this case, I'm like, no, not Nathaniel. It needs to be Greg. I missed him and he was gone forever. And he came back and just smooch him already. <laughs> that is where I would land on it, but it's okay that we're different. Um, we can't agree on everything. It's no. weird, though. It's making me uncomfortable. There's two now. Two at this point. Oh, man, I think there's about to be a third. If what? you're ready to move on to Roswell, New Mexico. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can move on to Roswell, New Mexico. Are you ready? Are you prepared? Yeah, so this is the new Roswell. Um, Roswell, New Mexico, which is really good. I'm it really enjoying it. Good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We have the love triangle between Michael maria and alex and so in this one we actually do have a guy not a girl in the middle of the love triangle so it's michael um has a past with alex and sort of a present with maria and maybe a present with alex too we don't know so um we have the three of them and where where do you land on it i land on team alex Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm for Maria. And you know, did you watch the original? I did not watch the original. So I don't know if that is what is affecting my overall. And we've kind of talked about this because I really like both of them. I really do. And I'm not, I, this is one of those where I would not be upset either way. I he completely with, agree. Alex, I'm totally cool with that. But I watched the original and Michael was a dick in the original. Um, and he and Maria had a relationship and it was, you know, they were completely different characters. They were teenagers and- and all of that, but I always loved their relationship. It was one of those relationships I just, I, I loved. And so to see it again in a different iteration with people who are kinder to one another makes me really happy. And I also just really love Maria. I love Alex too, but Maria is so kind and so smart and so her own person and independent and strong. And I just, I love that about her. And I feel like they have such good chemistry. I will say it's hard for me to choose though. And I had to think, long and hard about it because Michael and Alex also have amazing chemistry and they have a really intense past. I think what lands me the most on Maria um, is one, the show that I watched before the original. And also there's so much pain in him and Alex's past. So much pain that Alex has gone through and so much pain physical and mental and emotional that Michael went through and there's a lot of drama and difficulties related to Alex's family and the way that they one um, react to just Alex's sexuality in general but also their relationship with aliens and all of that it's just it's so complicated that I just I I part of me as much as I love the drama I enjoy the simplicity that he has with Maria a person that he cares very deeply about and that he wants to be with and he doesn't have all that pain and struggle with those are great points for me I think I agree with every single word you said about Maria she is fantastic and I and I I want nothing but happiness for her 
But when I look at Michael and Alex's past and all of the pain there, I think that they never they never had a chance to explore a relationship without some of that pain. So I feel like their relationship has not been concluded. I feel like it's still, um, there's still a lot of loose ends and I would love to see them explore a relationship with some of that past actually now in the past and behind them and see if they can find a way to work it out. And there was this moment and it was the moment um, after all three of them actually slept together um, where Alex is outside and Michael comes out and Alex is about to leave and he says, I just always thought we would be together. And Michael says, yeah, me too. And he, like, that scene, it, it, it got, I was just like, gosh, like, I feel like you guys deserve a chance to explore what an ending like that would be like, and if you could make it work. Mm, I can totally see that. I mean, I, I, I can see where that pain and that, and that hurt that I see as a reason to kind of run from it and to Maria, somebody who's new but safe, would actually be a reason to act to want to go the other way to see them work through that and heal through the physical and emotional scars that that left on them. Um, you mentioned it just briefly just now, the three of them hooking up. That is something that it, it's so weird because you know, plenty of shows will do that sort of like, here's a threesome that occurred. And it's always done with regret and shame uh-huh. and leaves me feeling uncomfortable and this is the first time I've seen that in a show where it only felt like love it felt like comfort and love and it didn't leave me feeling uncomfortable and it didn't feel like it was going to fundamentally change the characters and their relationship together it was just this moment that they were sharing and it was surprisingly beautifully done I completely agree when it when it first happened when it like the beginning of that scene I was worried I was like these three share a really incredible bond because like with Winona when one of the reasons this triangle is so good is because Alex and Maria also have a very complicated friendship but also a very powerful friendship and so they're all three connected really strongly and so when that scene began I was I was like you said afraid I was like what implications is this going to have for all of their relationships now moving forward I was a little bit worried about that but it turns out that it really was just them taking comfort in each other and in in the strong relationship that they have with each other and it turned out to just really um be a beautiful scene I agree with you and then I will say another reason pushing me toward Alex was um towards the end of season two when he is singing the song and Michael walks and Michael and Isabel walk into the bar and Michael's looking at him that scene was crazy and I loved it and I watched it a few times for sure (laughs) that scene I I it almost it almost had me switch ships I almost jumped my ship onto that one for sure that was a fantastic scene yeah you know I I I, again I I wonder if I hadn't seen the original if I would just be with you on that and if part of me is just holding on to that other relationship from that other show even though these are different characters and that might be what it is so this is one of those where regardless of who he ends up with, I'm going to be happy. I think that they, which is I think another mark of a well done love triangle. The other thing that I love about it is just that it's a love triangle with somebody who um, is attracted to both men and women. And mm-hmm. I, you know, a lot of times in shows, they do such a bad job with 
bisexual or pansexual people better now it's getting like better in shows just in general so often in shows it's done poorly or not done at all or any bisexuality is a is a way stop towards just being gay Mm -hmm. and so I enjoy that this show they do a great job with that and they do a great job of creating a love triangle where he's going between you know this man and this woman and it doesn't feel like it feels like they do a great job of making us know that both of those are just as viable for him and that he's not somebody who's trying to pretend to be bi to avoid his actual you know gay sexuality like i i just like that about a show i like a show that does bisexuality or pansexuality well which is not really related ex- explicitly to the love triangle. They do a good job with it just in that show. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Any other thoughts? No. Let's move on to the final one of this evening, which is going to be Dawson's Creek. <laughs> Jessica is a first time viewer mm-hmm. of Dawson's Creek. We have entered into season four. So she has made it through the wonderful season three and like any sane person she clearly has the right opinion about this love triangle the triangle between joey pacey and dawson and clearly she is for pacey because she has eyeballs and absolutely i think this is the first show that we've talked about this um tonight where the answer is clear it's obvious and it's Pacey. This love triangle, I love it because of how much I love Joey and Pacey. They don't do a great job of making it an actual triangle. It feels more like a line with Dawson just poking his head up and going, hey guys, hey guys. And I think they, they tried to make it a triangle, but they underestimated how much fans would hate Dawson. And they underestimated how much fans would love Pacey and Joshua Jackson. Okay, so let's break it down. Let's break it down a little bit. So we have Joey and Dawson and the reasons that I don't want them together. One, there is zero amount of chemistry. There's just none. Chemistry doesn't exist between them in the time, even as friends. I'm like, how, how are you guys even friends? You don't even seem to like each other literally at all. I don't understand how you were friends for so long. I don't understand your relationship. And the problem is there with their relationship is that they do not kind of build each other up and push each other forward or even really support each other. All they really do is they have this kind of image in their head of what the other person should be. And they want to stick to that and they don't want to adapt or change those thoughts or those that kind of view And so they just get stuck. They get stuck where they keep disappointing each other because they just can't live up to the ideals that they have in their head. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly the problem with it. I think that there's that and then the the possessiveness that they have of each other. We really see it with Dawson because Joey's the one who's kind of always wanting to move on and Dawson is holding her back and being really jealous and possessive. But we have, like you said, characters who are disappointed in one another. You always have Joey disappointed anytime Dawson acts like a human, which is ridiculous because why are you holding Dawson up to some high standard? <laughs> he is, does not deserve it. 
he has never once shown anything that would like he'd be like oh yeah this guy's perfect i'm he's never gonna make a mistake no he's terrible from the start but whatever and then you have he has Dawson's- a picture of the jurassic park lost world in his bedroom right of all the jurassic parks that is clearly the worst one dawson make better choices sorry exactly <laughs> exactly and then you know he had the he had, you have the way that he looks at joey which is this like little ball of innocence that is his mm-hmm. and so he doesn't necessarily even see her as a personality like joey doesn't have much of a personality in dawson's eyes except for this sweet little joey potter little joey potter mm-hmm. that's what he sees her as and and that's not a way to to view a person. You also, again, like I said, that that little possessiveness. And you just we just watched um, the first couple episodes of season four, and so we got to see when Joey and Pacey come back from um, their three month adventure on True Love, and everybody's asking about whether or not they slept together. And then Dawson says he didn't ask the question because I'm the one person that answer might kill, which is just so ridiculously fucking dramatic. But also <laughs> Joey's virginity is not yours. Like virginity yep. one is a social construct. It's ridiculous. The idea that there's one particular thing you can do with your body of another person that, that suddenly takes a thing away, but that's a whole other thing anyway. So I just feel like just in general, I agree with you that they are not good for each other. Another thing is that they, they didn't, have experiences every scene of them together is just talking non-stop about their thoughts and feelings and i love when people talk about their thoughts and feelings on tv i love it so much but those two did it so often that it, at some point you should be like Will you guys just shut up just go have an ex- like do a thing have some sort of experience to talk about all you're doing is talking about how you might feel if maybe you have an experience and it would just it drove me not so Yes. And then we have, on the other hand, we have Pacey, who's just like so fucking amazing. (laughs) It's like stands in a ridiculous contrast. So like Pacey um, in the beginning of season three, Dawson asked, asked Pacey to look after Joey and just kind of make sure she's doing okay because Joey had tried to sleep with Dawson in that episode. Mm -hmm. It was hilarious because the way she was like, I can be sexual Dawson. I'm like, one, what? (laughs) two maybe you can but not with dawson like you have like that yeah anyway the the scene of the two of them sitting on the dock together pacey and joey was way sexier and more chemistry driven or whatever than any scene of than the scene of them joey with her shirt off in dawson's room um yeah so so he's going to look after her and then they just become friends. They become really good friends. And then Pacey realizes that he's in love with her and just is kind of pretty hopeless about it. Like he's Uh just a, a mess and he doesn't even know what to do, but what he does is treats her really well and does things like buys her a wall to try and challenge her. And she even says that he challenges her in a way that no one else has. He comes up with something so outrageous. So you get those kinds of moments where you can see that Pacey is clearly pushing her to grow as a person. Absolutely. Even their, even their trip on the boat, you know, she decides to go sailing with him over the summer and that's a huge step for her. It's a step out of her comfort zone to take a risk and to have some new experiences, which is really what she has been talking about for seasons is like, I don't know who I am. I'm not sure what I want. I think the only way to figure that out is to be pushed into experiencing new things. And that's what 
Pacey does with her while also just like supporting her and treating her really well and just adoring her every minute of every day. So you have all of that and all those logical reasons to be a Pacey, Joey shipper, all of those really specific, all the ways that Dawson is just an asshole. Like when he finds out that the two of them are together, so boring in sweater vesty. He's way too sweater vesty for me. (laughs) A person should not wear them. It's just ridiculous. But, um, you know, you've got the way he reacts when he finds out about the two of them yelling at them, giving Joey an ultimatum. So you have all those logical reasons, but then you have even really the biggest reason, which is just the ridiculous chemistry between Katie Holmes and Joshua Jackson. Jackson. It is insane. The, One of my favorite moments in all of television is the two of them at their anti-prom, the two of them dancing together when they're dancing and he is talking to her about her bracelet and he says it's, she says it's her mother's and he explains why he knows that six months ago she was wearing the blue sweater with the white snowflakes. And as he's talking about, he's lightly rubbing her arm and he's just like the way he's holding her and talking. And then, and then he leans in and he whispers, I remember everything. It is like, it gets me. It gets me. Gives me goosebumps. I mean, it's incredible. So like, every moment they have together is is charged and but it's so you have that which would really even be enough but then you also have the fact that they care and support about they care about each other they support each other he was also very respectful of her like when he kissed her the first time and then she was like really really had a lot of feelings about it that were negative but not actually she was scared and then (laughs) But he was respectful the next time he kissed her when he was at, they were at Aunt Gwen's and he counted to 10 before he kissed her. And he's like, you're just going to have to stop me. And then after that, he's like, now you have to do it. And I, I appreciated that one, he was respectful. And then two, he was like, I recognize that you as a person needs to take steps to be more proactive, to be braver and to seek out what you want. And so he kind of always put everything out there and then left the ball in her court whether that was with the kiss or with him leaving on his sailboat and writing on the wall, ask me to stay, you know, whatever it was, he was always being clear about his feelings, but while giving her choice and agency. And so I loved that too. I completely agree. One thing that I did not like about it is, is when Joey's deciding to go sail with him is that really is because Dawson was like, I give you, permission to go basically that's not exactly what he said but that's what it felt like to me it felt like what joey needed to was dawson's permission and i hated that i wanted joey to make that decision on her own to show that she was strong enough to make a choice and that she was going to make the right choice so i was a little bit bummed about how that was written but other than that i've been so happy in watching their relationship and i know um libby has told me and just because dawson creek has existed for so long i know that she at the very very end of the show ends up with pacey joey and pacey end up together which is just really helping me get through (laughs) these next few seasons yeah um I, i i i agree with you that i would have loved to have seen her make that choice without dawson sort of giving her the permission and they still could have done it with her on that dock telling Dawson that she has to leave and we still could have seen James Vanderbeek's crying face. I mean there are lots of ways to get that crying face because we all need it in our life. 
the one last thing I have to say about it is that I found it so annoying in the show where everyone, Dawson, Joey, Pacey, uh, random adults in their life, everyone was like, well, Joey and Dawson are soulmates. You guys are soulmates, soulmates, soulmates. Like they said it so many times and I just got to the point where I'm like, why? Why do you have to keep telling me they're soulmates? And why do you think that they're soulmates? Because I have seen nothing in the seasons that I've watched that indicate that for some reason they are soulmates. Yeah. Well, I mean, even just the fact that like, yeah, they have this great history together, but Pacey was there. Like Pacey lived there in Cape Side before and was friends with Dawson before Joey was. The two of them were friends since they were like five. And then I don't know whether like seven or eight, whenever Dawson comes over, like or whenever Joey moves there, like, so Pacey has been there that whole time and they just ignore the history between the three of them and they pretend like Dawson and Joey were just this like these two little soulmate angels who lived in some bubble together but that's not the truth they were just friends like what yeah I I I agree there all right I think we're, we're about ready to wrap up here. A couple of things I want to say before we wrap up. One, we have been talking a lot about relationships on this podcast in general. And we've talking about most relationships that are at some point canon. Um, but I support all ships. Like if you are a fan who has this like crazy ship in your head, like you do you. Relationships are some of the best parts of TV. And I love all of it. And I just, I just feel like we need to say that because we talk a lot about canon ships. So there are people out there shipping characters that don't get to see the, the see it be canon, but are super fun and and valid. Well, yeah, because I mean, not to get too deep on this or anything, but like art, which television is a form of art in some way, doesn't exist in a vacuum. It's a thing that is created and then comes alive whenever a viewer sees it or you know somebody hears it if it's music and that's that's where it gets its life and so we as fans and as viewers give these shows life and because of that regardless of what some people might say we do have a say in what it becomes whether it's just in our heads or not but it can live on in someone's head and then it can be valid in that way because you as a viewer has helped to create this world just by living within it um, in your head, in your heart, in your mind or whatever. Absolutely. And the last thing, Libby, I have a question for you. Oh boy. All right, go ahead. If you could adapt any book or book series into a TV show, what would it be and why? You know my answer to this. I you know, know it before I you even ask me. Everyone should know our strong feelings about this. So go for it. The goddamn motherfucking Stormlight Archives is yes. what I would want. By Brandon Sanderson. Yes. So these books are a fantasy series. And we have just got the fourth book in the series. Just came out. Sanderson is a bit of a machine. So these like ridiculous books, like 1200 pages, you get them every three years or so. And in between you get a bunch of other books because dude writes like just a ridiculous amount. The series is so good. It could make a wonderful, wonderful television series. And the characters, I have 
too much of an attachment to these characters. Jessica is the same way. We both have very, very, very strong feelings. Oh God, I would love to see that come to life. So as far as why, we had a, a bit of a run of a show. You might've heard of it, Game of Thrones, based on the Song of Ice and Fire series by George R.R. R. Martin. And as everybody, fan or not, knows, George R.R. R. Martin has not finished that series and probably never will. So the people who were writing it were in a position to where they had to come up with their own source. They didn't have any source material, so they had to come up with their own plots. And as a result, you ended up with a horrible end to that series. Absolutely terrible. That'll be another episode. But with Stormlight Archives, you have a lot of options there. One, Sanderson is going to be able to guide you. He has it plotted out. He's going to finish the series. You also could just like do a, you don't have to do the whole thing. It's going to be 10 books. You could end after end after book five, because I think that we're going to have a little bit of a, somewhat of a, a, a change between books five and six. So I feel like you have a lot of options there. You have a, um, author who is really really knowledgeable about the world he built and also can guide you on the plot and then you have the fact that you could put Kaladin on my screen and I could see his face and his face could be there with all my feelings and it would be a lot it feels so strongly oh God. I, I have never in my entire life felt as strongly about a fictional character as I feel about Kaladin's Stormblast. And I need that on screen. I need it. I need to have it. Jessica and I have definitely, for sure, done multiple uh, fictional casting of these characters. So, you know, we do feel strongly about it. But yeah, 100%, that is a book series that I would turn into a television program. You know I agree. I just wanted us to talk about it. And because it would be new. It's completely new. It's a new form of magic that I've never seen or read before it's it's i feel like so much of tv or lately it's just been like reboots or here's kind of the same thing where it's a bunch of like rich or royal people and they're doing some stuff or like i just i'm i'm starting to feel a little bit tired of of the same plots and and i think sanderson and his novels could provide something new i totally uh agree i i also am kind of you know, I'm sick of the reboots. I'm sick of the reused plots. I'm sick of all of that. I mean, the tropes are fine, but like, give me a new story with those tropes in it. I will say one story that I'm okay with them remaking over and over again is anything with King Arthur because I love all of those so much. But True that's story. a whole. True story. But anyway, yes, I that is where I stand. Stormlight Archives give us some new magic, give us a person who's going to finish their book series, and give us Kaladin, goddamn Stormblast, on our screen. So I can feel the things I feel even stronger. All right. Well, thanks for listening and um, check us out next time. Thank you for listening to WFL TV. If you enjoyed listening to us talk about television, follow us on Twitter at WFL TV. You can send us an email with any questions, feelings, things we should be watching at wfltv.podcast.gmail.com. Share our podcast so we can and sharing all of our videos.